Thank you for hanging in there. Welcome back. Murphy Houston on Mile High Magazine. We're great to hear you and see you this morning. And joining me now is Dr. Tanya Drake, the regional VP of the Northwest Region for Western Governors University. Tanya, can I call you Tanya or do you want me to call you doctor? <laughs> Dr. Tanya? Doctor, no, I'm just kidding. No. Please call me I could call you Dr. Tanya. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Murphy. All right. Please, again, and we had uh, Jason on earlier to talk more about what his topic was, but please explain again, for those that don't know, what Western Governors University is. It sounds pretty outstanding. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, WGU is a private nonprofit university. We specialize in four different areas, including teacher education, health professions, IT, and business. I think uh, the biggest thing um, for those in Colorado is it is flexible, it's affordable, and you get out with a degree much faster um, because it's at your own pace. And so really ideal for working adults who are thinking about either upskilling or reskilling. Well, I know that uh, you've been talking about things on that topic, and this whole problem with jobs has been all upended with pandemic. Displaced workers, need for new solutions for mid-career adults, people that are working at home, now they got to go back. It's been kind of a mess. I think you'd agree with that, right? You know, it certainly has upended a lot of um, workforce issues across um, the state in Colorado. You know, um, we're hearing this thing called this great resignation. Um, In Colorado alone, like 120,000 people left their jobs uh, last year and and really thinking about what they want to do next. And you're right, that is a big upheaval. Well, as as you mentioned, part of what you do at Western Governors University is education. Um, I have two daughters who are teachers. And it's been a tough road to hoe with the pandemic. And I read the other day where 67% of the teachers in Colorado would resign if they could. I mean, they probably can't because they need the job or whatever. What else would they do? And that's why we're talking to you. Does that seem like an exceptionally large number of teachers? It is exceptionally large. You know, even before the pandemic, we were seeing a large number of individuals who were um, what we would consider the boomer generation getting ready to retire. Um, but the pandemic, I think, uh, fast forwarded a lot of people's decisions about um, their retirement options. Um, and then also those who um, are currently teachers are thinking about um, upskilling and, and figuring out what they want to do next also. Um, so there's this real shortage that we're seeing in the, um, the teaching profession as well as the healthcare profession. Um, so those that are leaving, we're not attracting enough individuals to replace them. And so individuals who are sort of rethinking about reinventing themselves um, are really looking at these options. We've seen, for example, individuals who are um, engineers who decide that, you know what, they want to give back and they want to become a teacher. Um, And we're seeing a huge amount of success of individuals who may have been part-time like paraeducators who now want to jump into those roles. Right. So you're right. It's, it's pretty significant. Well, I like what you've done. You prefer to call this the great reinvention rather than the great resignation. Why is that? Well, you know, the pandemic certainly gave us a lot of time to reflect. Um, two years is a lot of time for people to really assess their values and figure out what they want to do next. I think the re- great resignation um, really speaks 
to an employer, like what the employer is experiencing. But the great reinvention really focuses on individuals and thinking about what's next for them after this pandemic. And that many like single moms or um, individuals who want to re-enter the workforce are really being bold and courageous and starting to call their own shots. Um, you know, just last year in Colorado, about 25% um, increase in new business entities, people who are creating their own companies, calling their own shots, being their own boss, um, which is which is really fun um, way to really think about this reinvention. Who do we want to be afterwards and how do we get there? And, and why do you think this is happening now? Why, what is prompting this major reassessment of our work lives? It, it's got to be more than just the pandemic. I often think it's well, maybe something they've been thinking about doing for a long time, but now because of maybe the pandemic or some other forces in their life, they are taking the big step. Do you agree with that? I do. You know, I, I think about individuals um, that I've met and people who thought that they maybe wanted to become a nurse, but then the pandemic hit and that really prompted them to say, hey, I'm going to do something and, and I want to give back to my community. Um, we have this one student, her name is Stephanie, and you know, she did become a nurse, but even during the pandemic, that shifted also. She moved from being, you know, a nurse on call to being a traveling nurse um, so she can meet the needs of rural Colorado. Um, and she's now going on to get her master's degree. So while she um, always wanted to be a nurse, I think even within there, her um, values have shifted and changed to meet her community needs also. Well, it sounds like a lot of people in this area of their life are, are not afraid now to make that big jump. Whereas before they go, oh, I got kids and I, I really can't do it now. I'm t- taking care of my mom or whatever it might be. Do you see that? Um, I do. And I, I think we see it all around. It's I, I think when we think about caregivers, we tend to think about our children and, you know, um, taking care of them while they were at home and doing school. Um, but now we also are seeing caregiving with um, broad generations of family makers as well. Um, and those who need a really flexible schedule um, to make it through their education. And I think some people have paused because of that, because maybe they think of higher education as something that you have to go into the classroom or to leave your community. Um, But at WGU, we make it super flexible. Um, So those individuals like you're talking about who are doing caregiving to, you know, cross family members um, might have time to study tonight, but maybe not again until, you know, the weekend. Um, So I think it's really important to have some flexible options to meet their needs. Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Do you think money plays into this? Do you think they've had jobs now, they think they're underpaid, and that's motivated them to reach out to reinvent, as you would say, reinvent themselves in another way to get paid for what they're worth? Well, you know, our students have seen major increases, and I I think we all know that, you know, with additional degrees or advanced degrees, it always tends to bump up people's pay. Um, that may or may not be a, a complete motivator, but it sure helps in times like this. Sure. Um, we're also seeing, you know, mostly a, a full um, employed workforce, um, and that creates some competition also, even for part-time worker pays, um, which is great for the pay scale. Um, but I, I do think that individuals who are seeking to increase pay, one quick and easy way of return on your investment is to go get your degree. Yeah. If you have it before, now is the time. And God, it sounds like Western Governors University really makes that easy. Well, we do our very best, Murphy. Oh. Uh, we really surround the students with support also. 
So every student is assigned a faculty mentor who starts with them on day one and um, works with them every single week um, through the duration of their program. So really surrounding them with success is also, I will say, the key to our success. Well, I think that's a big part of it. We're talking with Dr. Tanya Drake, Regional VP, Northwest Region of Western Governors University. And Tanya, I mean, you've given us some examples of the kinds of choices individuals are making with their careers. You talk teachers, you talk nurses. What else is going on out there? What are they looking for? And who are these people making the jumps? You know, Murphy, we haven't talked about IT yet either. Uh-huh. You know, IT has made some wholesale changes. Um, I bet even in your industry oh. as well. Oh, are you everything kidding? Everything went online. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything went online during the pandemic. Just think about how our whole world changed. And so the need for IT professionals has increased significantly. The cool thing, though, is a lot of employers are really providing that flexibility for individuals to stay in their own communities. Um, and do some of the IT work out of their own home. So as long as you have access to the Internet, um, which, you know, is there's a barrier there also for some individuals, but um, people can stay within their own communities and work in some high-paying, high-tech fields, which is fantastic, and, and we're seeing that a lot across Colorado. I know a couple of my and my son and a son-in-law in particular have jobs, and they've had them for a while, but for, for a a while they were just doing their jobs and yeah, they'd get a, a raise and maybe occasional bonus. But now since the pandemic and they're starting to go back to work in the building, not so much at home anymore, they notice that their managers or their bosses are more involved with how they feel. Are you working too much? How's it going? Do you feel comfortable? That kind of thing. Do you see that happening elsewhere? We do. You know, we see it in most industries due to this pandemic. I think isolationism was not great for humans in general. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And so we're seeing a, a strong need for what we call communities of care, um, those that were just checking in on one another and making sure um, that people feel supported. Um, I think as we're starting to co- to go back in person, um, I, I think um, those support me- mechanisms also need to stay in place. And so that community of care is sticking with us, which is kind of a cool thing to experience um, as we we enter this post-pandemic. Hopefully, fingers crossed, post-pandemic. Well, let's hope so. I think a lot of times before the pandemic, again, a lot of people worked out there and didn't feel, not so much the money aspect, that that they were being appreciated by management or owners. And now, post-pandemic, and hopefully that's what it is, uh, we're going back to work. They're feeling that care and that they really like what I'm doing. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think we need more of it. I I think um, those surrounding us, even just, you know, checking in with them, seeing what they're doing, um, asking them about this great reinvention. Hey, what did you always want to do or what did you always want to be? And encouraging one another to go for it yeah. and, and to meet some of those um, dreams that we've always had. Yeah, good point there. So you alluded to this earlier, Tanya, in our little conversation here. How has this great reinvention impacted those living in rural communities? And you know we have a ton in Colorado. I do. As a matter of fact, I was um, recently in southern Colorado um, at an Action 22 uh, conference and just listening and, and having conversations um, it sparked sort of memories. I, I grew up in, in rural um, community also, and, you know, just the care for one another. Um, but we talked about um, some cool things that are happening in, in rural Colorado, and they were excited about. Um, speaking of tech, you know, um, 
individuals, say, in Trinidad, where I was at, um, can stay in Trinidad and work in Trinidad. They don't have to leave in order to go get their education if they want some online um, opportunities, but then they can come out and get a degree. Maybe they're staying in rural Colorado, but working for an IT tech company um, who's based out of Colorado Springs, right? And so I think this is really reinvigorating for rural communities to think through how can technology be leveraged to increase their workforce and economic gains um, in areas that they hadn't thought through before um, as options. That's a good idea. And before I let you go here, Tanya, all this stuff about the great reinvention, do you think it's a positive trend overall? Is change good for people? I've always heard it is. Change sometimes is good for people. How do you feel about it with it all really seem to be going on now? Well, I think whether we like it or not, change is happening, Murphy, and it's happening at a really rapid pace. <laughs> Seems to be. Um, but I agree. Yes, I agree. I, I um, definitely embrace change, and, and those who are embracing change and embracing being bold and courageous and um, really taking action on things that they'd only thought about, um, I think is positive for everyone. And is it uh, basically a generational thing? Is it old guys like me? There's, yeah, that's too late for me. I'm settled in, and I'm just going to ride this storm here and get out. And maybe it's people in their twenties, thirties, forties making these changes. Uh, that's not what we're seeing, though, Murphy. Um, so even at WGU, we have graduates who, you know, are traditional young um, students. Um, our our general um, population is usually in their mid thirties. Um, going into their forties is is sort of the the primary students. But we have students in their sixties also who wow. have decided to. Yeah, that, that it was always a lifelong dream to pursue a degree, um, and they are. We're, we're seeing a lot of people who had put off education and decided not to do that, and, and they're all ages. Oh, that's great to hear. It's encouragement for me, for goodness sakes, Tanya. Who knows? For all of us, yes. Uh, for all of us, for sure. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Tanya Drake from Western Governors University. Thank you for your time, and thank you for your talk about reinventing ourselves. It's a good idea. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be on here. Thanks so much, Murphy. You bet. Take care of yourself. And you guys, thank you for listening. It's Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.